Hello, this is Susan Golightly. This is the first broadcast of Gender Trouble, and I'm very excited about it and also very nervous, but that's going to be remedied because I have five really amazing students from Western New Mexico University who are responsible for uh, Western New Mexico University's Center for Gender Equity. And they're all going to be talking about that and why, uh, why they have the center there and what it means to them. So let's get started and we're going to go around the room and uh, they're going to introduce themselves. So let's start right over here with Jace Lynn. Hi everyone, I'm Jacelyn. Um, I'm a student coordinator at the Center for Gender Equity and um, I'm ma actually majoring in two different subjects, um, early childhood education and sociology. Hello everyone, my name's Marilyn Grijalva and I am a student coordinator at the Center for Gender Equity and I'm majoring in psychology with two minors in business, business administration management and entrepreneurship. Hi, um, I'm Maria. I'm a student coordinator at the Center for Gender Equity. Um, I'm majoring in criminal justice with a minor in Spanish and women and gender studies. Hello, my name is Asia Marie. Um, I'm student coordinator at the Center for Gender Equity. I am majoring in social work with a minor in early childhood development. Hi, lastly, uh, my name is Miguel Gutierrez, and I am also a student coordinator for uh, the Center for Gender Equity, majoring in English and minoring in psychology. Wow, am I uh, impressed. And it reminds me many, many, many years ago when I was in school, and then I remember how it was all so exciting to be having that future in front of me. Absolutely. So there's a different kind of future for everybody now. We're talking about gender and how uh, gender has become very important in our lives, and it's certainly important in my life. Yeah, and uh, so my first question is, when and how did the Center for Gender Equity first get started? Uh, well, the center actually opened uh, last year in October 2014. The physical space actually opened uh, in October. Uh, but uh, Dr. Bailey and Dr. Huerta actually had this proposal. Uh, presented to the president's cabinet in May of 2014. Then finally it was approved and we finally got the space open in October. Uh, the Center for Gender Equity is, um, is also, a lot of students call it the center. It's a place for students to go study, socialize, and just have a safe space on campus because uh, the university didn't really have one until we proposed it. Yeah, and then a, a lot of students um, are able to come and, you know, study and, you know, socialize with others. Dr. Bailey and Dr. Huerta wanted this space to, you know, be open to the community and students to feel welcome, you know, no matter their gender or their race, their ethnicity, you know, their sexual orientation. So that's how the center came about. Yeah, I spent eight years up at Western, and... Uh, and we didn't have anything like that. We had a, a gay-straight uh, alliance, a student alliance there, and it was uh, small, but this is an amazing thing. And I also had Dr. Bailey as a oh, professor wow. <laughs> for, for quite a while, and uh, she's an amazing, amazing person. And, uh, and also probably we should thank Dr. Shepard for being a person who listens and hears what's going on. You sort of covered what the purpose of the center is, and so how many students do you think uh, use the center on a daily basis? Well, if I can step in, um, I know that um, it just varies on the days that we, that we work. 
you know, every now and then we'll have that, that day where it's just slow and no one comes in and we'll get regular um, students, which, um, you know, some of them are like James, he usually stops by. But it just depends on the day. Actually, last night we had a rough estimate of like 10, 15 people who showed up and we were um, just socializing and making sure that everyone was okay and they actually were getting ready for one of our classes events, which is a carnival coming up pretty soon. If I could jump in. As for students using the center, it also um, it fluctuates, like Miguel said. But when we have, we offer transformative programming on issues of gender equity and feminism to educate the community and our students. So usually when we host these events, the center is usually packed. There's people almost spilling out the door sometimes. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, can you describe the uh, the physical layout of the center like what is it a room at the school or is it a separate building or just kind of describe the center what does it look like where is it and and can anybody go to it um, well, the center is um, located on campus on um, 1211 Mississippi Street. Um, it's a separate building. It has a sign, so you can't miss it. A huge parking lot, so there's lots of room for people to visit us. <laughs> but yeah, it's it has it has spacious areas. We have tables and chairs and computers for students to use. Free printing, so <laughs> that's that's often oh. so, pretty useful. So the basic layout is um, it's typically a house, and we do have uh, you. You know our common area um, we do use the common area for events such as open mic night um, we do have a television room where people can go in and um, actually see we have a Amazon fire stick that has a watch list of movies concerning uh, transgender issues LGBTQ issues women issues you know it's the, the list varies and um, we also have a library that consists of books that speak of these issues it's you know, computers for you guys to study, and it's just to inform you, but also allow you to just hang out and learn something while you're hanging out. Wow, it sounds amazing. I wish there was something like that when I was in school, really. (laughs) So I kind of want to make this a little more personal now. Can each of you take a few minutes and, and five minutes, whatever, and tell me why you use the center, why it's important for you on a personal level? And uh, so whoever wants to go first, go for it. Personally, I, you know, I go to the center because I feel really comfortable in it. You know, I get to see my colleagues mostly every day and, you know, I don't get tired of them. And so, you know, when I go to the center, I feel that, you know, I feel welcomed and accepted and I don't have to pretend to be anyone else. You know, sometimes I have to be, you know, on campus or in class Um, and I Basically, I, I love working at the center. I love meeting new people. Um, I love interacting with new students that come in, uh, even if they have never even came into the center. I love, you know, giving the tour and just really tell, tell them what the center really is about. That's basically why, I, you know, I could go to the center. Yeah, well, thank you. Okay, I'll jump in then. Uh, I love the center because I've grown a lot because of it. Uh, I came here uh, and I guess I had prejudice and bias because I was uneducated on certain topics. For example, transgender issues, I wasn't really aware of anything like that. We've gone through various professional development trainings while I've been working there. So now I know how to address very delicate issues without uh, overstepping 
For example, we can we've learned to handle um, sexual assaults, how to talk to a person, how to approach the situation, and offer resources, which we do at the center. I've also learned that the center is a place for you to study and learn, but you also have fun. We have a lot of games. Um, sometimes we have video games, and everyone joins in to play. All of my coworkers support me with my studies. They help me study and help me with my papers. And I haven't gone to a school or in any institution that offers a place like the center. So I believe it's very important. Our director and co-director, Lydia and uh, Dr. Bailey, are amazing. And they've really pushed the this issue. And they've made it come true. They've they visualized it and now it's a physical building. So I'm very inspired by their hard work. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, uh, for me personally, knowing that there was a center for gender equity uh, made it a smooth transition for me from high school to college. I myself am an, I'm, I'm an openly gay student. So just having that uh, source of knowing that I'm safe, knowing that I don't have to um, worry about who I hang out with or um, be afraid that something will happen to me. It really did make it a smooth transition for me. I, I can't say that, you know, something has happened to me, but there, there, are, some, there are times where you feel that hostility and, and, you know, it might be something within yourself or, you know, just something that you feel. But um, with the center, it kind of makes that go away and it, it gives you that, that group that you can go to. You know, it's it's kind of like a little shimmer of hope, you know, for students who are struggling with issues, you know, whether they're women or gay or um, whatever the case may be. It It's that little shimmer of hope, which was for me because, you know, college can be tough sometimes and the center helps with everything. So well, thank you. Yeah. Well, for me, I joined the crew here a little late in the semester, about halfway through, and it's been amazing. It's been such an amazing experience. I've been happier than I've ever been in my life. Um, I really feel a part of something, and it's really important to me. I have two small children, so sometimes it's hard for me to like feel involved or feel a part of a community. And at the center, working with this all these people who are so wonderful in different, in different ways, I feel like I'm home almost, and that is huge for me. Like, I can't even begin to describe it. Um, Definitely. It's a community. Yeah. And just feeling accepted by people that I didn't know. And I mean, at first I was like, oh my gosh, I feel so like separate (laughs) because they've all like known each other for a while and been working together for a while. But now it's like, I feel a part of it. And I appreciate them for like, just accepting me as I am because I'm a weirdo. But... (laughs) (laughs) That's wonderful. Yeah, I grew up gay and trans, uh, transgender, and sometimes the world is not safe for people like us. A place like this would have been just wonderful. I can't tell you how much. And I love going up there, and I'm not even a student, you know, but I go up there and I go, oh, here's my people. So, um, Always welcome, Susan. Always welcome. Okay. Uh, before we go to or the last person, uh, we need to pause for a station identification. Okay, 
Okay, we're back and uh, we're speaking with uh, students from the uh, WNMU's Center for Gender Equity and they're telling us why the center exists and, and why they love hanging out at the center and we have one more person to talk to us about that. So um, I was offered an internship uh, the ending of last semester, which I accepted this semester, and um, the reason I jumped at the opportunity was because growing up, my parents were super supportive of like anything I wanted to do, and I'm interested in so many things, and I feel like at the center, um, you gain a lot of knowledge, and a lot of knowledge on things that people are afraid to ask or find out because they don't want to seem different or weird, and at the center, like, gets to piggyback off of everyone, like it's a comfortable place, and everyone can be accepted no matter what. Yeah, thank you. You know, I was up there the other day, I think it was, maybe it was yesterday, and <laughs> there was a Spanish class going on, and then there was, there was a meditation class, uh, so what, what all goes on at the center? I'm uh, kind of amazed that so many things are happening there. Yeah, we try to make it kind of different, different activities. We try to, uh, you know, incorporate every, every aspect of, um, you know, interests that any other people might have. So, for example, on Mondays, we do have open mic night. And what that is, is, you know, you show up. If you want to read some poetry, you know, you're more than welcome to. We have a regular, James. He's always there. <laughs> um, a couple weeks back, we also had Joni share some of her, uh, her poetry. It was very powerful, you know, hearing... Um, you know, a community member and the trials that she's that she's gone through, and it's just an opportunity for you to express how you are creatively and the, you know the things that that you love doing. You know, you I mean you can sing, you can dance, act. You know, it's it's open to anything. Wednesdays is Zen, and um, we have our conference room is is isolated, so you can meditate and you know just ground yourself. And then on Wednesday, on Thursdays, sorry, we have coffee night and. You know, it's also just a moment to hang out and, and just, you know, get to know other people. And Gender Equity Friday also. There's just so many events, it's kind of hard to keep track of them, you know. So I, when I was there, the person at the Zen night was actually from the Zen Center here in town. Uh, I believe Paul Stutzer is the uh, Buddhist monk there that... Uh, uh, runs the center, and so I think that's amazing that they come over and you have the opportunity to learn from and have that experience. There's there other things that you do on a daily basis. Things that happen on a daily basis, I know that um, we have people come in to play games or um, watch television. I, what is that show you guys are watching the other night? Everybody was in there like, American Horror Story. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it just seems like a lot of fun, like people are doing different things on a regular basis and coming in to study and stuff. Yeah, so now I know that just recently there was a wonderful thing called Glam Week. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. Glam Week. <laughs> you know, I, I was uh, working at a school in Seattle, and their uh, LGBT group is a high school. They called it uh, their LGBT group a glam group, and it stood for gays, lesbians, and more. <laughs> and so when they asked on the stage, what did GLAM stand for, I started to shout it out, but I didn't. But, so tell us about GLAM's, GLAM Week and tell us about how, how really totally awesome you look. <laughs> <laughs> I will be talking about my drag experience, but let's have Asia explain what GLAM Week was and how it began. 
All right. In the spring semester of every school year, we have this thing called Great Race. And I was talking to a couple of friends, and we got on the topic of RuPaul's Drag Race, which is a show. And uh, we were thinking, wouldn't it be cool if we had Drag Race for Great Race? So then I brought it to the center, and the center was all for it. So it expanded to um, two weeks. The first week was movies regarding like transgender issues, LGBTQ issues, things like that. And then the second week we had like different events where we just wanted to really educate people and bring awareness to issues that are going on in the LGBTQ community and trans community. So some of those events were... Summer Osborne. Summer Osborne. Uh, yeah, we had Ian Harvey, a Ian trans Harvey. Uh, comedian, come down uh, and do a skit for us. Uh, on Wednesday, we had our drag show. Um, we had several students, you know, perform in drag, and you know, they had an opportunity to compete to win a cup, and it was super fun. And you know, Michael did an amazing job here, <laughs> and uh, everyone kept talking about it, you know, and. During the day, we would have different talks about, you know, uh, trans issues. Or um, Monday, I remember we had a, we set up a booth in the cafeteria, and we had students ask questions about, what if my family member is gay? You know, what do I do? And we were there, uh, facilitating those those questions and trying to help them understand, you know, any other questions that they had about the LGBTQ yeah. community. I didn't even recognize Michael. <laughs> he looked great. Yeah, he was awesome. You know, the power of makeup, definitely. Um, I know that, uh, you know, drag was just a wonderful experience. And, you know, Dr. Bailey looks at me and she says, you're hooked. You're hooked on the drag scene. So, you know, I'm, I might pick it up, might not. It just depends. But definitely uh, just the, the overall process of uh, finding a dress, finding a heels, and, you know, trying to um, give yourself hips, give yourself, you know, um, breasts also. Just, just it's the whole process, you know, padding and the makeup. The makeup is the hardest part, I have to add. It's just, you know, the contour and, you know, how to, how to make uh, a male face uh, look somewhat more feminine than, than um, it normally looks. And, you know, I had the, I had the help of um, Buck Burns and um, also Maria's brother, uh, Angel, and Ward, who <laughs> they consider themselves my drag mothers. So I guess I have three <laughs> drag mothers to my name. And um, of course, if you attended or if you remember, my name was Opulence. And it's, it was just an incredible experience. And, you know, it's something that you might want to consider. And, you know, it's just so much fun. Wow. Yeah, I, I really brought back old times for me because in the 70s, the early 70s, I was a drag queen in Boston. And, uh, and that goes back to about 73, 74, 75, back in there. And you know, it was drag queens that were responsible for the Stonewall uh, riots, which started the gay and lesbian liberation movement. So it was Sylvia Rivera, and, uh, and I can't remember some of the other names, but it was Drag Queens of Color that actually began the whole you know, gay and lesbian liberation movement, which has resulted in huge pride parades and festivals and things around the country. So there's a history there, and you're carrying out, Michael's carrying out this uh, long history of drag being part of our liberation. Yeah, it was a very good, successful event that we had. It was yeah. awesome. 
And I mean, it was even announced by War that, uh, you know, he might bring the $1.98 back. And mm -hmm. I know that people are telling me, um, you should be share. You definitely have a share phase. So uh, maybe a, a little preview or something, a little hint. <laughs> yeah, so most of the people in town know Ward Rudick, and uh, as his alter ego, Augusta Wynn, mm -hmm. yes. who was uh, emceeing uh, $1.98 for many years, and mm -hmm. we're all excited that the $1.98 uh, will come back, and we hope that uh, students at WNMU will uh, participate in it, so we're excited about that. Definitely. Something I do have to add was one of our um, performers is actually a high school student, Anthony. Oh, wow. So we had a, that was awesome to have someone from outside of Western come yeah, and do that. Yeah, that's great. So. Yeah. My favorite event from the week was the art opening, um, the Juarez X. I, meeting, that, meeting the artist was just a fabulous experience. She's amazing. And um, I just... Uh, that was my favorite. I just really enjoyed yeah. that the most and seeing all the Honestly, art. Honestly, it was, it was just a really great week in general. I mean, all that stress and all that hard work really did pay off for all of us. And I know that, you know, Maria and Asia, you know, they, they carried this thing all the way through. And, you know, we thank them that they actually went through with it and it was a success. It was you know, really successful. Light Hall was packed. Actually, there was standing room, and, and, and some people were turned away, which I yes. sort of wish they were allowed to stand you know, along the walls, but it was packed, and it was a wonderful show. And so what about um, Ian Harvey? That was uh, Anybody want to talk about that? I could tell you that I thought Ian Harvey was amazing, and he gave me his flowers. He got roses, and he gave them to me. So I was sort of like, yay, I got Ian Harvey's roses. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that's definitely an honor. Um, I mean, his comedy was just... Uh, I have no words for it. I mean, it was just so empowering to see someone make light out of a situation that can be so, um, you know, I guess sometimes, yeah, it's, it's just, it was incredible, his humor, wow. Ian Harvey is, uh, he's a, on the, uh, the Netflix show, Transparent, and uh, he's, uh, you know, a well-known actor. He's been on many, you know, television uh, shows and things. And, uh, but he was so down to earth and related to everybody. And he drew in the, I thought it was amazing that the athletes that were there, the football players and basketball players, he drew them in, mm -hmm. you know, and made them part of the educational process, which he was doing with yeah. humor. Definitely, yeah. And everyone still talks about that, how, I mean, it was just, um, you know, something that could have gone out of hand actually, you know, went through uh, smoothly and, you know, they actually were listening and they weren't, you know, being rude or anything. It was just something that really, it, I, I feel like it really opened uh, people's eyes to understanding what's really going on. And I completely agree. I feel like a glam week uh, overall, but especially Ian Harvey's uh, comedy show, kind of, I wouldn't say destigmatized the whole thing, like trans issues, LGBTQ, because of course there's always stigma. I mean, we've been stigmatized before because where we work and everything, we've been labeled. But now that we have had such a successful week, people are actually opening up more, and um, I wouldn't say like accepting, but, but it's they're good not. To hear. Yeah, they're not denying anything, and they're not pushing us away anymore. 
Yeah, wonderful. Yeah, I thought I should point out that Ian Harvey is a, is an openly trans man who's very successful in the entertainment industry and a successful actor. And I think that's an amazing breakthrough, and I'm very uh, excited that he would come here. Then what, uh, what are some of the things that are planned uh, coming up? Uh, well, tomorrow we have Gender Equity Friday um, coming up at the center from um, 1 to 2. And um, it's going to be about sex. So um, that's going to be an interesting conversation. It's going to be facilitated by Dr. Bailey and Dr. Huerta. And um, there's going to be food beforehand. So come and eat and talk about sex with us. That'll be really fun. Um, <laughs> and then on a Wednesday, um, the 18th of November, um, we have three different events coming up. Um, the play fair, which is the carnival that all the students were working on last night, is going to be at the center from 3 to 6 p.m. And at 6.30 um, at Light Hall, we're going to have a Transgender Remembrance Day. And followed directly right after that, also at Light Hall, is the Transfigurations play um, put on by some community members here. So it's going to be really great. And you guys should come and visit us. I have several other events here. December 1st, we're having World, World AIDS Day. We're going to bring awareness to that by wearing red. Um, so we invite all of you guys out in the community to wear red with us on World AIDS Day, December 1st. We're going to take a group picture at St. James Stadium at 4 p.m. And then at Light Hall, there's going to be a potluck at 5 p.m., followed by the movie Dallas Buyers Club at 6 p.m. So join us for that to learn a little bit more about this that affects this community. So. Yeah, thank you. Okay, we're back, and this is Gender Trouble, and uh, this is our first show uh, of, I hope, a long series of thir shows every Thursday at 4 p.m., and we were talking with students from the Center for Gender Equity up at uh, our university, WNMU, and... They've had a lot to say and a lot of things going up there, and it's a very exciting program. And so uh, we're going to go back to the students. We're, we've been uh, hearing about some of the upcoming events. And Jace Lynn, you have some more events for us? Yes. On December 4th, we're having a workshop at the center. Um, it's Trans 101 with um, Adrian Lawyer from the Transgender Resource Center. That's December 4th. That's a Friday. And following that, we're having our Freaky First Friday dance at the center from 9 p.m. to 2 a.m. The theme is Bring On Your Fiesta. Um, and we have the DJ, Mr. Anderson. And it's going to be a lot of fun. I know that um, our first dance is like this neon dance. And it was super crazy and loud and fun. And then... December 10th, the second Thursday show, we're going to be joining you again, and we're going to be talking about AIDS that day, so kind of like as a follow-up for World's A Day. World's oh, wonderful. A Day. Yeah, so. I look forward to that program. And, uh, you know, Adrian Law Lawyer is, uh, is up in Albuquerque, and he's coming down to do Transgender 101. He's the president or the head of the uh, Transgender Resource Center of New Mexico, and he speaks all around, and, and he's uh, really, really can give a wonderful uh, talk. So, of course, everybody is invited to uh, hear the talk, which is uh, up at WNMU. And I want to hear kind of 
your why you're at Western and maybe why you picked Western and sort of your daily life there and and how has knowing that the Center for Gender Equity is at Western, how has that made it a better place for you to be? Okay. I, I am a student living on campus. I live in Centennial Hall. The reason I chose Western is partly uh, because I come from a high school that was super small. I think my senior my senior class was, you know, maybe like 55 students. It was a very small school. You know, I went to an early college, and my my counselor, Mr. Mercado um, from high school, he you know suggested this school to me and said that it's a it's it's good um, going from a small school to a, like even a small university, and he suggested you know maybe that'd be a good idea for me. And um, so far, it's it's right. He he definitely knew me and knew um, my circumstances, and I've you know really enjoyed WNMU. For me personally, I haven't really encountered any threatening situations. I know that I personally I don't mix well with you know the the athletic um, people, and so that's why I said earlier that um, um, you know it may be something within me doesn't you know allow me to feel comfortable at times you know passing by a group of athletes or whatever the case may be, but. Overall, you know, everyone has been so accepting, and in high school I was basically, you know, I had my spotlight to say, you know, uh, to say the least, but it just in, in Western, I feel like I'm allowed to express myself. Just, it keeps going back to, you know, the, the drag show. That just really empowered me to feel comfortable again in my own skin, even in a strange place that, you know, I didn't grow up in. I didn't grow up in Silver City, and I'm from El Paso, so it's it was just... A great opportunity, and so I took it, and that's why I'm here at Western. And so far, it's been an awesome experience for me. Wow! Yeah, thank you. Yeah, anybody else? And, uh... um, I'll go next. So um, I'm from Tucson, Arizona, and um, I remember my high school counselor, like a month or so before graduation, asked what I was going to do, and um, I told her that I really wanted to be a social worker, but I hadn't really done much about it. And like a few days later, I remember her coming up to me and she was like, check out Western Mexico University. They have an amazing social work program, like you really enjoy it. So checked it out, came up here with my parents, really liked it, got accepted. So um, it's three hours away, which is far enough for me to be on my own. But if anything were to happen, I know that I can go home. And um, it's not a big university, but it's not really small either which is kind of good because if it was big, I feel like I'd get like really lazy and be like, I don't want to go all the way across campus. Whereas with the size that Western is, it's like, okay, well, my class is only in the library. It's only a couple feet away, so it's not too bad. Um, I definitely like to stay busy. Um, I'm part of student government. I intern for the center. Um, I work at the dining hall. So, I mean, it's just, I feel like there's a lot of opportunities to stay active and be a part and build connections, which is something I really enjoy. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I go to Tucson all the time. I'm part of the Southern Arizona Gender Alliance, and uh, I actually facilitate a couple of trans uh, gender support groups there, and I'm starting a new one called Gender Outlaws. So uh, I also uh, know people at the university and go to the university, and this coming... Uh, Week is uh, going to be Transgender Awareness Week. It's one of the first Transgender Awareness Weeks in the country. And I remember 10 years ago being in the first Transgender gender Awareness Parade in Tucson. So it was rather exciting. So it'd be nice if there's a connection between our university and the uh, University of Arizona in Tucson. 
Um, well, I guess I guess I'll go. Um, well, my experience, I grew up conservative parents, and, and not until high school I started to realize that I was, you know, different. And um, I started joining, you know, I joined Mecha in high school, and um, I tried to join the LGBTQ uh, center there that they had at my school. But I felt kind of, like, out of place because they had already they were already comfortable who they were so i didn't uh like really accept myself into that community yet and um until you know i started going to community college in tucson and i started meeting people and one of my advisors uh, for trio you know, recommended me to you know to start looking at colleges because i wasn't or universities to go for my bachelor's and i wasn't really like you know going towards that but he was like you know what you're you have potential you should go and he started telling me about these schools and he told me about you know western and uh, he got uh, me and my roommate Mari and uh, two other people to come and you know come visit western and as soon as I got here I just fell in love with the climate with the school it was super small and I you know I thought to myself well maybe if I come here I'll focus on school you know I won't slack off if I were in Tucson <laughs> and a lot of people ask me why didn't you go to the U of A I'm like Cause it's, it's just too big you know I, I don't think I would focus as much as I do here um, back home and I think I just kind of needed to get away from home for a little bit and uh, to see what it was like to be away from my parents because you know my parents support me all the way in school and coming here there was when I got here there was no center for gender equity and I kind of felt out like out of the norm and um, and then I met Dr. Huerta in a class and I started to come out out of that that comfort you know like that shell of myself and so um, last year uh, Dr. Huerta told me you know we're, we're opening up a gender for a center for gender equity and we're looking for work studies I think you should apply and I did and ever since you know I, I love it um, it's made me come out um, comfortably I go home and talk to my mom about it which is something I wouldn't do you know two or three years ago like I'm proud to say, you know, hey mom, like I did this and I, you know, I do this. I talk about gender issues. I talk about, you know, gay and lesbian issues and she's, she's super supportive of it. And um, I think the center helped me a lot to be who I am now and to be so open and comfortable of how I am now. I feel <laughs> that the center, um, it's, it's not just the center, but talking to Dr. Bailey and Dr. Huerta, they kind of helped me. Um, I was so ready to graduate this December, and having conversations with them, I feel that I, I can't leave the center yet, so I decided to stay another semester because I feel that I, I have more to do here, and I have more work to do and meet other people. So um, hopefully I get to stay here and learn more and go to school. Yeah, so you're a senior. Yeah, I was supposed to graduate in December, but um, I, like I told Dr. Huerta and Dr. Bailey, I feel that I, I, I can't leave yet, you know. And I told my mom, Mom, I can't leave. Why? Because I feel like, you know, I have to. I feel like there's something left, you know, yeah. to give to the center, and that's that's what I want to do. Yeah. And I, I love the mission and everything that we do. Are you taking classes with Dr. Bailey? And yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I'm taking uh, social inequality with her, uh, and next semester I'm taking social, uh, social gender. What is this? Sociology of gender. Sociology of gender. It's great yeah. classes. Great classes. Yeah. She's pretty tough, though, isn't she? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a good. It's good. Yeah. Uh, well, 
Um, I'm from Douglas, Arizona, a border town uh, about two and a half hours, maybe. Uh, I grew up in a traditional Mexican family. Uh, my parents were always uh, very um, preoccupied with, um, were always really preoccupied with, you know, making ends meet. So I grew up really humbled. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> I was one of those kids that, I wouldn't say like troubled, but I never really focused on school. I'd rather be outside and I'd rather um, go explore. And um, school, I guess, didn't really interest me and I wasn't really enforced by my parents. So going into high school, I got into sports and sports were my life. I ran. Um, I, if it wasn't for my coaches, I don't know if I would have graduated because they really made me buckle down. But I was told by my by my advisor at the time that I wasn't college bound. So they automatically put me in this category where they assumed that I couldn't go any further. And I'm very hard-headed, so I said, I'll show you. And I applied <laughs> for the U of A and they, my counselor said, well, I don't know if you, you're gonna get accepted because you have all of these things uh, that you, you don't meet. But I actually got in. Wow. But yeah. I couldn't go because uh, complications within the family, so I decided to stay. And I went to my community college. And um, I, had, I, I had kind of a hard time because coming out of high school, going into a college setting or a university, it's so different. And students aren't ready for it, especially students that are like me. Yeah. So I had to completely change habits, and thank you, thanks to the TRIO program, you know, the student support services, I learned a lot. And my advisor there told me, you know, you should check out Western because it's not that big, you won't get lost, um, you'll build a community. And thanks to the TRIO program, I ended up coming here, and um, they were right. I focus better, my grades are better, I have really great friends. Most of them are my coworkers because we're always <laughs> together. But you know, it's been a really great experience, and the center has been another resource for me to, I guess, develop more as a person. And I'm grateful that I'm separated from my parents, but just like Asia said, not too far, so I could always go home. And Western is pretty affordable, so I know my student loans aren't gonna get too out of hand because I still want to go to graduate school, so. Yeah, thank you. We're really lucky to have Western here. And uh, so we're going to take a break right now, and we'll be back. Okay, we're back with Gender Trouble, and we're here talking with uh, students from Western New Mexico University's uh, the Center for Gender Equity, which is turning out to be an amazing place for students to not only do homework, but uh, experience a lot of activities and, uh, and sponsoring activities for uh, that's been beneficial for a lot of people and now we're talking each of the students have been talking about how they got to western and 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 uh how they've uh their life has changed because of being at western so now we come to chase lynn 
Well, so all my coworkers here like grew up in the area, and I'm the odd bucket out because I grew up in the Midwest, Central Illinois. It's the great and glorious Midwestern experience for me. Um, <laughs> I miss home a lot. I have three brothers and um, two sisters, one of whom is listening right now. Hi, Lindy. I love you. Um, <laughs> so I'm really excited that... I'm here to be a part of this because it's kind of like this long convoluted story, but um, my aunt married my husband's uncle and my husband and I met at the wedding. So um, we ended up getting together and I moved to New Mexico. I lived in Santa Fe for a few years. I can't count right now, but we ended up moving to um, Silver City two years ago for my husband to continue his degree. And I had just finished my associates in early childhood. So... I moved here and I took this class and it was Intro to Sociology with Dr. Bailey and it was the most transformative class I've ever taken because I immediately felt at home in the subject. Because I'm one of those students, like the annoying students that's always like, excuse me, why? Like, why? And sociology is all about why and so like, I was hooked. I was hooked as soon as I walked out of there. I knew like it was gonna be different from now on. And kind of just this being at Western New Mexico University has been a growing experience for me because I have been able to continue to narrow my purpose. And that's been amazing for me. I, I, I know now like where I want to go with my life and what I want to do and how I want to be an activist in my community. Um, especially like as it relates between education and sociology. And so it's been amazing. It's been a great experience for me. And I don't think I can even express to you in words how much it means to me. So that's well, kind of... Yeah, thank you. I'm uh, really uh, amazed at how... Uh, I felt the same way when I went to Western way back. It's like 25 years ago. And as an undergraduate, I felt the same way. And I went as 42 years old, and I thought I was the oldest person on the campus. And I looked at the, uh, I looked at the statistics, and there was 100 people in that school older than me. So Western is a school that takes all people, old, young, you know, traditional, non-traditional, and it's, for me, Western's the same way. It really supported me. But uh, again, I can't tell you how much I'm pleased with the center. So talk about one more time uh, about uh, what's coming up at the center. And I'm really interested in Trans Day of Remembrance because, uh, you know, trans people, there's been 22 trans people uh, killed this year. It's the, uh, the people that are most under attack, especially trans women of color. Definitely. So 22 is an amazing number. And so the Trans Day of Remembrance, which is held all over the country, is going to be held at Western. I'm not sure exactly. I think it's not planned quite yet. I'm not sure if it's going to be on the steps of the of fact or maybe at the flagpole outside of the uh, student union. But we'll find out and we'll let you know. So what else is happening then on the 18th that we need to remember? Um, the Playfair at the center, it's going to be an experience in inequality, both um, class inequality, 
racial inequality and gender inequality. And there's social inequality class and the uh, gender inequality class kind of work together to create this event. Um, there's going to be carnival games. There's going to be food. I know my group personally is going to be doing a skit. So you're going to get to see a skit, which will be really exciting and fun <laughs> um, and informative. Um, I know that the some of you guys have worked on carnival events too. Yeah, I'm going to be doing, well, my group is going to be doing bobbing for apples. Mm-hmm. But see, every event that um, every student is going to have there and every activity is going to be, the theme is going to be whatever we learned in class. So ours is going to be like the gender pay gap. So mm-hmm. depending on if you're female or male, you're going to have different buckets that you go to. Some will be bigger, some will be smaller. You'll have more apples or less apples. Oh, so it's a, it's a, in an attempt to show how the gender quality. is handled different in mm-hmm. in the expectations of gender, like professors expecting sometimes less of women and more of men, or calling on men much more than they call on women. Yes. That's that mm-hmm. still happens in school. Yes. I think it's fascinating. So what in, at the uh, the fair then, the gender fair, is that what you call it? The, it's uh, it's play fair. fair. The play fair. So what are some of the other ways that gender is uh, will be a factor in how the uh, people there can achieve their goals? You know what I mean? So if you're bobbing for apples, then you're saying some buckets will have less apples than others. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the other ways that that happens? Um, Another way that this is going to be happening is as you win activities or as you win games, you're going to get tickets. But with these tickets, you're going to be able to purchase food. I guess it's just a different class that you're you're entered in when you come into the event. So you're going to be put in a different, like, class, you know, middle... Middle class, lower class. Basically, the color wristband that you have will classify your class uh, status, and that's basically what you would, for example, when you go pay for food, it, you get a certain amount of something, you know, basically. Um, but, you know, everyone should come out and check out the events uh, next Wednesday, uh, 3 to 6, I believe that it is. 3 to 6, that's yeah. right. And, and it's for all ages? At the center. Everyone is welcome. Uh, students, students from WNMU and uh, 18 and under are $3, and uh, adults are 5 and children under 12 are free. And this is going to be at the Center for Gender Equity? Yes. Yeah. Okay, wow, that sounds fun. And then there is something else that was happening on the 18th? What was? Um, the Transgender Remembrance Day at Light Hall starting yeah. at 6.30. Um, that's going to be the candlelight visual followed directly by the Transfigurations play. Oh, yes, right. Can you speak about the Transfiguration play? I'm not familiar with it. Um, it is a play about transgender people in the Bible. And that's pretty much all I know about it, actually, because that's what the flyer says. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking forward to uh, checking it out because it'll be interesting to see uh, uh, what that is about. And so is there any kind of last things you would want to mention or sum things up a little bit? I just want to um, remind everyone that we do have a website, so if there are any questions on the events uh, that we're having or, uh, you know, hours of operation, any, any information you need on the, on the center, uh, our website is thecenter.wnmu.edu. And just, uh, just to let you guys know our hours of operation, Monday through Thursdays we are open from 4 to midnight. Friday it's from 2 to 6 p.m., 
and on Saturdays it's from 5 to 11 p.m. and on Sundays we are closed. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and I just, I wanted to say, you know, thank you to Dr. Huerta and Dr. Bailey, um, you know, for making this, the Center for Gender Equity happen. You guys are awesome. Yes, yeah. thank you. Thank you. We love you. Thank you. Yeah, shout out to you guys and, you know, my roommate, Mari. Uh, <laughs> she's going to graduate this year. And Grecia and, you know, everyone here, um, you know, thank you for for making this happen. Thank you for having this and, on the show. Yeah. Yes, thank well, you so it's much, been my Susan. pleasure, and, and I think it's, uh, we've all learned a lot. And uh, and I hope someday to have Dr. Bailey here because she <laughs> yes. really has been my hero. She's a woman who walks the talk. Well, it's on the radio yeah. now, so it has to happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. You have to be here. And I mean, I also like to point out thank you to everyone who donated to the center, and that's the reason why we're still running also. So thank you to everyone who has donated. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> Is there a phone number to call the uh, center that anybody could call and see what's going on? Or or is there an email? that? Uh, um, so our telephone number is 575-538-6634. And then uh, if you have any questions for us, you can email us at the center.genderequity at wnmu.edu. Okay. Again, thank you very much. And remember, uh, the Center for Gender Equity will be on uh, December uh, 10th. And so tune in then December 10th for these students. And uh, my name is uh, Kyle Johnson. I'm on the board of Gila Members Community Radio. And I would like to welcome all of you and thank you for coming. Thank, thank you, you so for much for having us. And we'll, we'll look forward to your, to your regular appearances in the coming weeks. This is what community radio looks like, and it's always been a, uh, a desire of ours to have uh, people in the community that are uh, invested in the community and obviously making contributions to it and enjoying being part of it. So thank you very much. Thank you. So that's this, uh, this is Gender Trouble, and, and next week, uh, Thursday, we're having PFLAG, which is parents, friends, and families of lesbians and gays will be on the show, and we'll have a wonderful discussion. So thank you very much for joining us. <laughs>